Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media, bringing you media, bringing you books, bringing you booklets, bringing you healing solutions to maintain and recover your good health. The Power of Natural Healing brings you information whereby you can take control of your own health and, uh, and, and bring, your, bring your health into your own, uh, into your own hands. And don't have to be dependent on drugs and doctors and and uh, uh, other so-called health professionals uh, in order to uh, stay healthy. Uh, sign on to our website, uh, gersonmedia.com, and uh, leave us your email address, and we will send you information and uh, updates and information about uh, programs and about uh, and about new media and new books and uh, guests on our show. Our guest today uh, is a, an old friend, and he's been on the show before, and he is um, a, a powerful writer. Uh, Dr. Brad Case is a, a doctor of chiropractic, and he is the author of a critically acclaimed award-winning book, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, how the natural health care revolution will lead us past greed, ego, and scary germs. And, um, I, you know, when I, when I first uh, went through that book, uh, I immediately bought a case of them and handed them out to all my friends. It's such a good book. It's a great, great book. I highly recommend it. We carry it on our website. Uh, and also, it has a website of its own, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs. Uh, and um, Dr. Brad Case, thank you very, very much for making the time for us. Uh, we're going to be talking about the, the uh, increasingly high-pressure campaign to vaccinate infants and children with untested, dangerous vaccines. Thank you for making your time to, uh, to, uh, to speak to us about this. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back on, Howard. Um, Dr. Case, do you mind if I call you Brad? Yes. Oh, okay, thank you very much, uh, Brad. Um, yesterday, I was on uh, I was on the line with a um, with a group from Brooklyn, a group of uh, a group of women, and and they were being heavily pressured 
by not only by the by school authorities, but by also by even doctors within their own Hasidic group uh, to vaccinate their infants uh, with all kinds of uh, infant and uh, newborn and you know young young child vaccines. And they didn't know where to turn. They don't. They don't have the information. They don't have the tactics. They're they're alone. Whereas this uh, whereas this pressure campaign uh, is is highly coordinated and uh, and and everybody's walking in lockstep, uh, giving giving out disinformation and misinformation. What can they do? Well, it's a tough uh, it's a tough nut, Howard. Um, but I think education is the the biggest thing we have to do. We have to educate the doctors and everyone around the surrounding the doctors, including the nurses, um, that's probably the first job we have to do. And in, in my book, and, other, and there's dozens of other books, hundreds probably of other books that are written about the uh, the dark side of vaccines, the other the other side that we don't grow up hearing about. You know, everyone's kind of grown up uh, in most households with thinking that <clears throat> vaccines are the, the highlight of the uh, Western medicine um, and preventative medicine, and even myself, I, you know, in my chiropractic training, I was trained that that was basically, you know, the preventative medicine at its finest. Um, so you have to go outside of the mainstream to uh, seek this information out, and, uh, and and once once you're awakened to it, though, it all makes sense. Oh wait, There's really, not a lot of logic behind uh, any of these vaccines. When, when you look at the, the logic that they actually use for them, like hepatitis B, for example, they're giving it to infants on their first day on Earth, and it doesn't make any sense. This is a vaccine that was developed for, you know, people that are exposed to intravenous drugs or, uh, you know, heavy sexual activity, so prostitutes and prisoners and, you know, people like that. And uh, it wears off in about seven years. And so it makes absolutely no sense, no logic whatsoever, to give it to every infant on the planet. Now, there might be a few infants who are, you know, infants of prostitutes or something like that, that or drug users, that might benefit somewhat from it, but it's not. there's no reason to give it across the board. And um, as we were talking off air, they really haven't tested these things. There are antibodies that you could actually, you know, if, if you wanted to test these things, you could. You could, you know, give the vaccine to a, a group of people and then not give it to another group of people and then wait a couple of years and see if they, the people that got the vaccine got antibodies. They just never do that. So it, they're not tested and there's virtually no logic behind many of them, if not almost all of them. Um, we talk about, like, the... Uh, the chickenpox vaccine. You know, this is a very mild childhood disease that most of us went through in our day and age. And, you know, maybe you have a chickenpox scar for, for the rest of your life, and that's about the worst of it for about 99.9% of the population. But, the uh, you know, now they feel like they have to vaccinate everyone. Now we have... I think because of this chickenpox vaccine, we have uh, an outbreak of shingles. Oh yes, shingles and chickenpox are are very much related, um, and now we we're seeing you know so much shingles. So now they've had to come out with the shingles vaccine. Um, it, it's it's like you know <clears throat> throwing 
throwing fire on a uh, throwing grease on a fire. We we don't need to keep on vaccinating over and over. We just let you know if we just let the kids have their chicken pox, they'd have basically lifetime immunity. So there's you know we can go on and through each vaccine. There's virtually, as I said, no no logic behind any of them. Well, you know the thing that the thing that strikes me is at what point the uh, the actual the human immune system um, develops the ability to respond to a challenge and it's not on the first day of after birth is it it's it, it's at least no. a few months before before the human immune system is able to even respond perhaps even a couple of years right we have a very uh, immature immune system when we're in fetal life, um, you know, there, there actually is a, a little bit of antibody response at that point, but um, mo- mo- most of that uh, response is coming from the mother, the mother's own antibodies uh, while you're in fetal life. Then when you're very young, you, do, you get some antibodies from breast milk if you're lucky enough to get breast milk. Um, but then, as you said, a couple it takes a couple of years for the child's own um, more... Um, immune system to mature to the point where it can uh, recognize and attack these other, these viruses uh, very quickly and, and create uh, antibodies. So that so if you give a child uh, a vaccine before the uh, immune system is is up and ready for a challenge, uh, you're you're asking for trouble, aren't you? Well, sure, and and it's really not. We're not giving them. We're not giving them a, a mature immune system <clears throat> by giving them these vaccines. Um, we know that you know we develop antibodies after a natural exposure to a virus or a bacteria, um, and, and it, your body has to go through this rather long process. It takes a couple of weeks after the exposure before you actually build up you know a, a sufficient supply of antibodies. Um, but if you just inject that virus directly into the bloodstream or into the body, uh, that's a completely different route. It bypasses several steps along that, uh, that pathway. And so that's why they've had to develop booster shots and then more booster shots after that and continue boostering people. And, you know, eventually even then it wears off. It's a temporary immunity versus when you are exposed naturally, and, you know, whether you go through an actual disease process or not. Um, your um, exposure can be small enough that you know you don't actually get a disease, but you still develop the antibodies. Many people, in fact, most people have been exposed to the polio vex, uh, virus, and most of those people never get any symptoms of, of polio. So, well, you know, it so strikes it strikes me that that would be a very good reason why they never test these vaccines. And especially never test them in infants as young as, uh, you know, as young as they actually in- inject people with. And, uh, you know, the excuse they give is that it would be, uh, it would be just unethical to test it on children that young, um, because of the possible uh, bad effects. And yet they, uh, they, in- they inject it into millions upon millions of these children this young without testing, which is way, way more unethical. It's just, it, yeah. it's ridiculous. They have some, some really strange logic again, as I said. They say that it, it would be unethical to withhold it from a certain population, so we can't use a control group. We just have to give it to everybody. It would be unethical to not give it to people. 
an, an untested vaccine. It, <clears throat> it boggles the mind. It, it boggles <clears throat> the mind. And the, the convoluted logic it somehow uh, is, is completely bought hook, line, and sinker by school authorities, by doctors, by, uh, by government, by everybody. Uh, at the uh, at the behest of the uh, the vaccine manufacturers, who are known to be you know bald faced liars as far as what uh, what the vaccines can and cannot do. Well, they're very good marketing people. Um, they and they they know what sounds right, and so they they do all kinds of <clears throat> underhanded tactics to make these vaccines sound more effective than they really are. So when they say, well, we wiped out polio or we wiped out smallpox with vaccines, people are like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. You know, we, these are miraculous drugs. But when you look at the statistics and you, you know, the, the, the actual plot of the, the graph plot of this, these diseases, such as polio, you see that polio had reached its peak long before we came out with the vaccine. It had declined to the point of almost being or, you know, it went from, well, I don't know, 20, oh, 40,000 40, uh, a year to, you know, about 1,000 a year at the time that the vaccine actually came out. Uh, Brad, 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 we're going to have to, we're going to have to, can you hold on to that thought? That's an important thought. Could sure. you hold on to it? We're coming up on a break. Uh, and and uh, we'll get right back to uh, Brad Case uh, talking about vaccines and uh, their dangers. Um, right after this short break, uh, you're listening to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host, uh, brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to look in and see all of our great offerings, including uh, Dr. Case's book, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, which I highly, highly recommend uh, as a resource if you're, if you're fighting these vaccine thugs. Um, and uh, and and uh, we we invite you to uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. Uh, the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss. Please stay tuned. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Do you have undue stress in your life? It may be more than just a hormonal imbalance. It could also be related to environmental factors, genetic modifications, chemicals, radiation, and more. We are living with revolutionary changes in our environment, and outside influences have just as much to do with stress and poor health as internal influences. Join Dr. Shanhong Liu every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Vibrant Life. Restore the roots of health on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. 
We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back. Uh, to the power of natural healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're on the line with Dr. Brad Case, um, doctor of chiropractic, uh, author of uh, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, uh, contributing author of 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, and the co-host of Case for Health uh, on uh, on net. He also teaches anatomy and physiology at the college level. Um, Dr. Case was just talking with us about uh, the the uh, the scam that the marketing people of the pharmaceutical um, drug manufacturers, the uh, vaccine manufacturers, um, have 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 pulled the disinformation that says, "Oh well, we we wiped out this or that disease," and yet, um, Brad, could you repeat the last sentence of what you know what you were what you were talking about about the uh, the curve, the historical curve of disease? Sure. So we're talking about polio in, in particular, but it, this goes with other uh, vaccines as well. Polio just being a, kind of the poster child because they say they wiped it out. But it, it had reached its peak long before the, the vaccine came out. When the, when the vaccine came out, it was actually at a, a low point, a very low point. And uh, then they started vaccinating people in mass, and uh, the uh, the the disease actually made a comeback. It, it spiked up a little bit and then started continuing on its normal natural decline again. So it looks like it was more like, you know, uh, well, it's a long story. I believe that a lot of polio had to do with heavy metals in the heavy metal pesticides that they were using on crops. And, and as they stopped using those pesticides, polio started going away. We also know that it's during that time we started um, having better hygiene and you know running water and that sort of thing as well, indoor plumbing and that kind of thing. So hygiene uh, has a big part to play, or um, and also diseases have sort of a natural progression, um, whether there's any change or not. Um, for example, the um, the plague. They never came out with a vaccine for that, but it spiked. It reached its peak and then it died out on its own eventually through better hygiene or just the natural process of that virus. So uh, a vaccine had nothing to do with the wiping out of that disease. And yet the vaccine manufacturers like to take credit for wiping out polio and smallpox. In reality, not only did they not wipe it out, <clears throat> what besides the, the facts I've already delineated, they also did this tactic where they, when you had a patient that had been vaccinated for polio, 
and then they came down with the disease that looks and acts and smells like polio, um, they would give it a different name. They would call it, oh, it's not polio, because this person's been vaccinated to say they have aseptic meningitis or flaccid paralysis or Guillain-Barre syndrome or any number of other disease names that were not polio, but really same same symptoms. Take another patient who was not vaccinated, and they get the exact same symptoms, and they would call that polio. So thereby they would have a 100% uh, effectiveness rate on, on their vaccine. Yeah, but that, what that, so sa- what that sounds polio. like, what that sounds like is just total fraud. It is total fraud. It just they just changed the name of change the diagnosis, give it a different diagnosis. They did the same thing with smallpox too to improve their statistics. Wow. Well, that and so, and on the basis on the basis of this fraud, uh, they then uh, they then vaccinate millions of children, millions of other people, and uh, and endanger them because of the because of the ingredients that they're putting into the uh, to the vaccines. It's, it's my understanding that vaccine scientists don't vaccinate their own families. Yeah, a lot of uh, even like Dr. Oz, for example, you know he. He took the flu shot on national television, but he said that, you know, my wife and kids are not going to be getting this shot. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, maybe they're willing to take it on their own so that they can look good in, in, on television, but uh, but behind the scenes they're they're a little more smart than uh, the rest of us. The they know they can look on the ingredient labels and see what's in there. So we've, we've talked about how they're really not as effective as they claim they are and, and and we really don't know exactly how effective they are because they just haven't done the tests. But we know, um, you know, that there's virtually no logic behind them, and that they they, they don't work nearly as well as they say they will. But the other side, as you start to allude to, is that they're actually dangerous. The things that they put in these vaccines are, uh, you know, heart-stopping kind of chemicals. They put, uh, up until very recently, um, quite a bit of mercury in several of these shots, the hepatitis B shot, HIV, and the um, DPT shot all contained rather large amounts of mercury. So does still the flu shot. Most flu shots still contain a fairly large amount of mercury, more than what the EPA says should be allowed for any person to, to uh, be exposed to. And yet we, inject, we were injecting this stuff into children and claiming it per- perfectly safe. As we know, mercury is a neurotoxin. It's about the most toxic thing on the planet, short of radioactivity. Um, so, you know, we just we don't want to play around with mercury. We inject it right into somebody. It goes to their brain and starts killing brain cells. And your body, many bodies especially, have almost no ability to detoxify from mercury. They talk about this genetic link with uh, autism sometimes. And they, they think that there's a genetic link, but and my understanding is the genetic link with autism is actually the inability to detoxify the brain of mercury. So certain children just can't get the mercury out of their brains, and that's, that's what leads those children to autism, whereas some children escape. You know, it's not just that every child that gets a, a shot of a mercury-containing vaccine gets autism, um, but it's... We've seen a huge spike in autism um, since we have increased the number of mercury-containing vaccines. And back in the 
1920s, there was no autism recorded. It was discovered by Leo Kanner in the 1940s, I believe. Um, and that was around the time when they had started, shortly after they had started introducing mercury-containing vaccines to the population. No, I started vaccinating more and more, we've seen more and more uh, autism. As, as toxic as uh, mineral mercury is, just the regular liquid mercury is, <clears throat> and that's the most toxic non-radioactive metal that there is, um, thimerosal is, uh, is, is organic mercury. Is that correct? <clears throat> right. And so, yeah, so organic there are different types of mercury. We have and, and organic or, and the uh, inorganic or ethyl and methyl. And organic an organic mercury, as far as as far as I know, is is a hundred times more toxic than mineral mercury, which is already the most toxic non radioactive metal there is. So, even if you you know if you give a dose that is measured by conventional um, uh, conventional mercury, mineral mercury, you're actually you're actually giving the effects of a dose that's a hundred times more. That's right, um, because it's. Uh it's it's organic. It, that means it, it works with the body's chemistry that much better, I guess. <laughs> better or more effectively. Uh, more so effectively. so they have the they have the, the the gall to say, oh well, don't worry about it. Uh, it's perfectly safe, without any tests or any um, uh, any um, data to back that up. Right. They they have this plausible deniability because they've never done the test. They say, well, you know, as far as we know, there's no tests. To show that it has any negative effect, but because the only tests that they will accept are the tests that they've done themselves, and they haven't done those tests themselves. Um, back in 1929, they first um, introduced thimerosal as a, you know, back in the old days we didn't have antibiotics, so we used, they used mercury as sort of a kill all. It would kill anything. <laughs> any living thing, and so they knew that it would kill uh, the syphilis bacteria, so, you know, when syphilis was really running rampant, they would use this mercury uh, gel that people could rub on the, the shankers, and it would get rid of the syphilis. Um, it also caused all kinds of other problems, but um, that was the best thing they had, so in 1929, they developed thimerosal, and because they didn't want bacteria to be in these vaccines, they would put a little bit of thimerosal in there to kill any bacteria. Well, it also kills brain cells. Um, it kills any living thing it comes in contact with. So they they never did a test on it, per se. They, they kind of, they actually tested it, uh, sort of. They, they gave a bunch of people thimerosal and they all died. Um, but they were going to die anyway, so they excused themselves. They said, well, you know, it wasn't probably wasn't a thimerosal; it was something else. <laughs> but they died so much quicker than what they normally would have. It, it seems like you know. Well, so that was the so-called safety test, and the FDA just said, "Well, okay, that, that's fine." You know, and they kind of gave them a pass on that um, because they didn't have anything better at the time. Now we have antibiotics and you know better better things. So, uh, but they've never gone back to the drawing board to look at what else could be in there or could be used. Now, besides mercury, which is, as you say, the most toxic thing besides radioactivity, uh, there's other things. There's aluminum, which is also a, a neurotoxin. We know that it's associated with Alzheimer's disease. It kills brain cells as well. It's also very hard to detoxify from. And so 
any vaccine that doesn't have mercury in it is going to have either aluminum or formaldehyde. Some of these have, like, all of these things. Some of them just have some of them. But they all have something. Formaldehyde, another one. It's a cancer-causing uh, embalming fluid. So we put that in, uh, like, the polio shot, for example. We want to use it to kill the virus. In this case, we want, we want to inject a, a dead or nearly dead virus into the body. So we use something to deactivate it. Formaldehyde, in this case, is one of the things they use. So that is injected in. That's a, we know that that's a, uh, a carcinogen causes cancer. How about MSG? So we inject that in. How about MSG? MSG is used in some, some vaccines. Um, the... Uh, Aborted fetal lung tissue is used in some vaccines. Oh, my God. There's all kinds of horrible things. Um, the, the ethylene glycol, uh, which is related to the chemical in antifreeze. Um, you know, all kinds of things you just wouldn't want injected into a healthy young baby. And so, and so, you know, this this stuff is uh, is easily predictable to cause problems. It's going to cause problems. We know it's going to cause problems, and <clears throat> and therefore, uh, the companies, if they hadn't done anything, would have been uh, would have been subject to massive class action lawsuits. Uh, for product liability. And uh, right after the break, we're coming up on a break now, right after the break, I want to talk about um, the protection from uh, product liability that the pharmaceutical companies have uh, got passed, the only product so protected. Um, and um, and so we'll, we'll, we'll go there right after break. <clears throat> we're talking to Dr. Brad Case, uh, author of Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, a fantastic book. I highly recommend it. We carry it on GersonMedia.com. He uh, he is a uh, doctor of chiropractic, uh, and he uh, teaches uh, anatomy and physiology at the college level. Um, and I I consider him one of uh, one of my more brilliant friends, and uh, and I'm I'm honored that he considers me his friend. Um, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss. Uh, we uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to uh, to log in, give us your email address, so that we can send you updates, emails. We will not use uh, use it for any advertising or any. Uh, we will not share it with anyone else. We just want to give get the information out to you. Um, good information. Check into our website for all of our offerings, and um, we um, uh, we look forward to uh, to to keeping you up to date. Um, the power of natural healing will be right back after the break. Um, this is Howard Strauss, and we're, we'll be talking with Dr. Brad Case right after the break. Stay with us, please. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. 
To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. It's a beautiful day. Do you look your best? Do you feel your best? While everybody ages, why does it seem to show more in some people than others? It could have to do with what's inside and how it affects you outside. Tune in to Health and Beauty for Life with Dr. Tang and Alexandra. Their training in medicine and nutrition brings proven results with their patients. And now, they're ready to bring that knowledge to you. We'll answer your questions and explore innovations in technology and medicine to keep you looking and feeling your best. Tune in Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. Uh, and we're talking to Dr. Brad Case today uh, about vaccines, their dangers, how to resist them, and what to do uh, when uh, when the vaccine police come around with uh, with needles threatening to uh, inject your infant. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, and we invite you to stop in and look at our great selection of uh, of offerings, uh, testimonials, media, books, uh, booklets, all kinds of things. Uh, we we will help you maintain your health. We'll help you recover your health. This is real information. It's uh, it really works. Um, Brad, we were talking uh, we were talking before about product liability, um, and and uh, so what happens when when these very very danger, dangerous vaccines, which we know are going to cause problems, uh, because. It, it's predictable that will cause that they will cause problems, because the, um, the the ingredient, the very ingredients in in the vaccines are highly highly toxic, and when you put those into infants, there's going to be severe and sometimes lifelong problems. Um, how do they how do they handle the, uh, the 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 product liability um, problem? Well, like I said, it's. It's basically physiology. We know physiologically that this is going to happen. We know that mercury is a neurotoxin. We know what it does in the body. We know that all these things. Um, so, uh, so when the problems started to surface and parents started to sue, or they would, you know, contact the uh, FDA and say, "Hey, uh, you know, I, I vaccinated my kid. He was developing normally up until two years old, and now, and you know." Every, Two days after the vaccine, he's no longer speaking, and he's you know in his own little world. He's you know banging his head on the wall, all these things. So they start getting acquiring a backlog or a, a large database of all these these stories. So I, I guess what happened is these the drug companies lobbied Congress, and they said we need protection. You know, <clears throat> um, we're, we're supplying you with all these vaccines, which should help. The, uh, you know the, the population over long term, and you know we're going to get our herd immunity, but we need protection. So Congress, back in the 
I believe the Reagan administration years, uh, passed a law that said essentially that these drug companies could not be sued, would not be held liable for any any you know hot lots, any bad vaccines uh, or reactions that occurred to, from these vaccines. So now they can develop these vaccines, uh, introduce them into the population untested, give them across the board. They can kill millions of people or thousands of people or whatever, and they are not responsible or liable in any way, shape, or form. Well, if that is, does any other product in the United States have such uh, protection, such product liability? I, I, I can't imagine why why they would do that. Um, you know, so in this case, the government the government is is basically forcing the population to to um, vaccinate. You know, they give the states a certain uh, amount of money for. Um, uh, you know, imposing these vaccines on the children, and they do this through the schools. The schools um, are more or less, you know, they're mandated to uh, have children be vaccinated if it's a public school. And so it's basically the, the federal government coming down on the state government, the state government coming down on the schools, the schools coming down on the parents saying, you have to vaccinate your kids. So because we've got all these layers of, you know, forced vaccine uh, happening, the government felt like they should protect these, these companies from any liability because the government was telling, uh, you know, forcing the issue, I guess. But, no, I, I don't, I can't think of any other example of any product that's uh, immune to liability like this. And it, it just it, it makes no sense because now the vaccine makers have no motivation to make their product safer. So it just uh, you know. So as these autism cases kept uh, rolling along and accumulating, um, you know, they they started getting more fearful. And then around the time of uh, uh, the Bush administration, the second Bush, when we had the Patriot Act uh, coming along, they wanted to add another layer of protection. And so they threw in with the Patriot Act another the um, Eli Lilly Protection Act. It was designed to protect that company specifically, but I think other companies as well against the vaccine um, and being uh, having autistic uh, the parents of autistic children suing Eli Lilly. Uh, Eli Lilly is the, kind of the main manufacturer of thimerosal. Were at the time. Well, so so what can what can what can people what can people do? What can this group in Brooklyn do? This group of moms who are afraid to uh, afraid to vaccinate their children, afraid not to vaccinate their children, and they're getting all kinds of disinformation from uh, doctors, school authorities, governmental authorities, uh, the FDA, the, uh, uh, the their their own doctors, their own doctors are entrained in the in the federal effort. To uh, you know, of disinformation, they've been entrained right. into it. What do they do? What? How? How can they resist? What can? Well, there there what, are a, a few strategies, a few strategies that can work. You kind of have to think outside the box a little bit. But let me let me go into one more thing here about yeah. uh, again the the, the ed- education of this is probably the key thing. Um, the uh, the CDC had been accumulating all these uh, all this data on autistic and neurodevelopmental uh, issues 
or diseases in these children that had been vaccinated, and uh, they put their, one of the top researchers in charge of looking into this autism issue. Does does do vaccines really cause autism? And he, after years of research, they called a big secret meeting in Simpsonwood, Georgia, and they uh, had all the vaccine makers and you know thimerosal makers and CDC, FDA, all these people were invited, and this this doctor stands up in, in front of the crowd and says, well, I've done all this research, and I'm sorry to say, vaccines do cause neurodevelopmental problems, including autism, according to all this data. And they spent the rest of the weekend talking about how they could cover up this data. What? In other words, in other words, I've I've discovered I, admitted it. I've discovered that there's a hand grenade in our midst, and so and so yeah. instead of saying let's defuse the hand grenade, they're saying let's see if we can disguise it with paint. Right, and they didn't even say okay, well then let's you know stop using the thimerosal. Um, immediately and throw out all these lots. They, they said, well, okay, let's keep this under wraps at least until all of our, you know, current stock is, has been used up and, you know, we, we, we go through all that. Then we'll, maybe we'll talk about, you know, changing the formulation. Whew. So, so the CDC has admitted it. Um, I have the, the, the link to the transcript in my book so you can actually look it up and find it online and read it yourself. We've acquired this through the Freedom of Information Act, so we have the transcript where they admit it. So there is a smoking gun that we can use against them um, in this whole thing. Well, now, so the strategies, yeah. So, so is that something that uh, uh, that these moms can uh, can say? Please, please explain this. Uh, and and if you can't explain it, then I need you to uh, not not uh, force my child to have. Uh, to to have this uh, dangerous vaccine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't expect the drug companies or the doctors to just roll over and play dead and, and, and say, okay, you know, that's fine. It's going to take a little bit of um, what's the word uh, dissidence, political dissidence. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, so people are going to have to be a little brave and stand up for themselves for their rights and and you know really. Uh, be strong in this, but yes, we need we, you need to educate the doctors. So they bring in the Simpson Wood report, lay it on their desk, and say, "Read this over, and then you know try to try to explain to me why I should vaccinate my my child." Um, or here's a here's a book on vaccines. Um, if you haven't read this, you know, read this first, and then we'll talk. Uh, so the doctors themselves are actually not very educated. They're educated, you know, largely by the drug companies. Of course, on this issue. They, they get the mainstream, you know, vaccines are good preventative medicine. Here, here's the schedule of when to do it. CDC comes out with a schedule every year. This is when we do it, so do it. And, and they don't really think about it beyond that. You know, people think of God, the doctors as gods and that they know everything. Well, they don't. They're human, and they need to be educated as well. They've been essentially brainwashed by their professors in medical school. Um, so they need to be Re-educated. And there are lots of medical doctors out there who have now educated themselves and come to the same conclusion that I have, and most chiropractors have, that vaccines are uh, inherently dangerous, not that effective, and need to be avoided. Well, the thing that uh, the or thing that should be able to be avoided. The thing that is clear is that uh, that in the United States now, 
the number of uh, the number of developmental, both both mental and physical de- developmental uh, problems, uh, stands at about 21 percent of all of our children, and it's rising rapidly. Uh, so that is that is something we cannot we cannot allow forever because uh, you know pretty soon we'll have a, a nation of idiots. Um, right. Rather than and just people who are asleep. Thus far, yeah, their best explanation thus far has been, well, it's it's genetics. Um, oh, the yeah, human yeah, genome yeah. doesn't change that that rapidly to where all of a sudden, you know, twenty percent or so of of the children on the planet are now, you know, uh, autistic or have some sort of autistic spectrum disorder, or learning disability. And then it just doesn't happen that way. A, a, a doctor in Chicago who's who uh, serves an under a, a, a low-income uh, um, community that doesn't that can't afford a lot of prenatal and postnatal uh, perinatal care uh, uh, says unequivocally he's never seen a child an unvaccinated child mm-hmm. with autism. Never seen an right. unvaccinated I, child with autism. Well, that's I a would, smoking gun right that, there. Yeah, I would re- definitely recommend that anybody um, who wants to get out of vaccines contact that guy. His name is Mayor Eisenstein. Um, medical doctor, um, very anti-vaccine. I interviewed him myself on my show, and he has some strategies too. Um, oh, we have uh, Brad. We're coming up on another break. Uh, I, yeah. I, I very much want to hear these strategies. Uh, keep keep that in mind, please. Uh, this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're get, having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Brad Case about how to resist vaccines, uh, dangerous vaccines, protect your children. Remember, you're fighting for your child's life because autism is uh, it will destroy that child's life. And it costs $2 million approximately to raise a child with autism from birth to 18 years old. And then they're damaged for life. So you have to, you have to, this is, yeah, fight like a mother tiger if that's what you have to do, but do it. This is this is the power of natural healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're talking with Dr. Brad Case. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, and uh, please look in on that. Meanwhile, we'll see you right after the break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to Your Health Workshop weekly for the most up-to-date information and support on a variety of health issues. Host Mary Shulman, a best-selling author and patient advocate, will speak with guests and answer your questions on items like thyroid issues, hair loss, hormone balance, diet, and more. We'll bring you the support and tools so that you can be educated on what to do next when visiting your doctor and other medical professionals. Your Health Workshop airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. There are many who have faced life-changing adversity and have demonstrated the resiliency of the human spirit in spite of that. You'll hear these moving stories and learn about the impact of life's challenges when you tune into Inspired Journeys, Overcoming Adversity and Thriving with your host, Lisa Ference. You'll find meaning in some of the most difficult traumatic experiences. And by doing so, you can pay it forward and help others through their healing processes. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Caring for someone with autism can be full of challenges and triumphs. 
Wherever you are on your autism journey, we all benefit from good information and guidance. Join host Rob Haupt every week for a friendly show that will leave you inspired and informed. Tune in to Autism Spectrum Radio. Our guests include parents, advocates, and experts to discuss current experiences, treatments, and breakthroughs for those living with autism. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss. We're talking to uh, Dr. Brad Case, uh, who's giving us useful strategies, useful information about how to avoid these deadly and dangerous vaccines uh, that are being pressed so hard on us. And uh, the only thing I can think of as to why these vaccines are being pressed on us is uh, slow genocide. I, I can't. I cannot imagine why else they would be other than to make a pile of money for the vaccine manufacturers without any uh, consequences for the for the for the bad effects of those vaccines. Um, Brad, you were talking. Uh, you were talking about this, uh, Doctor Mayor. What's his name? Eisenstein. Eisen, Mayor Eisenstein. Um, from Chicago, who uh, is very very anti anti vaccine, and who says unequivocally he has never seen an unvaccinated child with autism, never. Um, you were saying he he offered some strategies as well. Yes, um, just one more little side note on, on his claim is that you know I, I mentioned earlier that there's no real control group of people that have not been vaccinated that we can compare, you know, the most of the population that has been vaccinated. But there is a, a sort of a secret control group that I mentioned in my book called the, um, the Amish community, and they don't vaccinate, and they also have no autism to speak of. I mean, the, the, the one or two that they do have had been vaccinated or had been exposed to mercury in some other way. So that's another whole population that we see. Also, most chiropractors uh, don't vaccinate, and they have very healthy children. My sister, who is a nurse, vaccinated three of her kids. They were all sick, all, all, they had all the childhood illnesses. The fourth kid she had, not vaccinated, happiest, healthiest kid you ever want to meet. So we have data. We have data. Um, and we just, you know, it's not been made publicly. It's not, not been exposed very much publicly. Well, and because now, it, um, goes, it goes against their narrative, and their narrative is a marketing thing. It's not a, it's not a scientific thing. It's a marketing thing. Sure. And there's all kinds of studies out there too. I have these. Uh, my my book is very well documented. I've got you know 500 references or so, and a large percentage of those are in the three chapters I have on vaccines. So um, we have lots and lots of information. The, 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 so when you hear there's no studies that prove this, that's BS. We know that it, we have them. It's just not studies that they're not approved studies. They're not studies that have been done by the vaccine companies or the National Institutes of Health or whatever. Now, strategies. Um, every state has uh, 
ways of getting out of these vaccines. Um, we have medical exemptions in every state. So if you have an allergy to any of the products, um, you can get a medical exemption. If you have a medical doctor that you can educate and will listen, he may, you know, sign off on you, just so to speak. Um, so you can, there's a medical exemption. Um, many states like California have um, religious ex exemptions, and a few states also like California have uh, philosophical exemption, which just says, hey, this is against my beliefs as a parent, and um, you can you can actually write up your own little philosophical belief um, or exemption and sign it and bring it to your doctor and or your school. Um, I have the California, I believe I still have it, the California waiver on my website, which is healthisnatural.com. So people can that, go there. That's health, uh, that's, that's health, healthisnatural.com. And I want you to look in right. on that. Is there a tab on there? Like, is that, is that the, under the get involved tab? Get involved tab, I believe, is where the vaccine waiver is for California. Now, um, other states, have, uh, there are a few other states, uh, that have the philosophical Exemption, and if you want to find out what, about your state, what, the website I recommend going to is um, nvic.org. That's na the National Vaccine Information Center.org. Um, they have uh, information for every state, and you can find out about their waivers. Nvic, um, nvic.org, nvic.org. Right, the National Vaccine Information Center, a great resource for parents. To go to, they can find out read all about everything that I'm saying and probably know a lot more. Um, another strategy that Dr. Eisenstein gave to me, uh, and again, this is going to require a, a willing medical doctor who's you know uh, willing to kind of step outside of the, the normal mainstream. But he he called this doctor over, or he had a doctor call him over and says, uh, "Does um, would you bring over?" the vaccines for me. Just bring them over. Um, and, and so he did a house call, brought the bottles of vaccines to this guy's house. And he said, would you just hand my child the DPT vaccine? And hands the bottle to the child, and the child, you know, looks at it and takes the, child, takes the bottle back. Then they do the same with polio, et cetera. And, and then at the end he says, okay, now could you write that you have given my child vaccine for polio. <clears throat> so, okay. get that, okay? Yes. So, you've got to think outside the box a little bit, maybe, um, depending on what state you're in and, you know, your, your situation. Just do whatever you can. Um, my sister is a nurse. She works in a hospital. They, this flu season, they said, look, you have to get the flu shot. And she didn't want it. She's read my book. She knows all about it now. Um, so, she was not willing to take the flu shot. Uh, she had to go through all kinds of rigmarole, and she had, when she was a child, was tested for an egg allergy. So she got a doctor to sign off and say she had an egg allergy and would not be a good thing to take the flu shot. That meant that she had to wear a mask all flu season long okay. while she was at the hospital. But she was willing to do that rather than get this, you know, mercury-containing shot. Um, there are uh, private schools you can... You could do uh, private, many private schools don't require the vaccine. So if you wanted to do that or could afford that, you can do homeschooling. That would also get you out of the loop where you're not required to uh, vaccinate your kid. 
if you can't do any of these things, what I suggest is, if you're you know going to vaccinate your kids anyway, uh, either one of those situations, um, what you, do, you can do is make sure your child is as healthy as possible when you get the shot, and that you spread the shots out as much as possible. Wait as long as you can. In Japan, well, in, in the U.S., we vaccinate more than any other country and earlier than any other country. Japan figured out that um, they were seeing a lot of sudden infant death syndrome in their population when they started vaccinating as early as we did. So they postponed it until, you know, the, the DPT shot, for example, until the kid was two years old. One minute. One, eight weeks old. One minute, Brad, and uh, some final words, okay. please. So, um, so spread the vaccines out as much as you can if you're going to do it. Um, make sure your children are as healthy as possible. Take some vitamin C and vitamin D to help them, you know, detoxify from this stuff. Um, we have, I have some, I think some other strategies in my, in my book, but, um, you gotta just think, think outside the box is the best thing I can do and, and be willing to, uh, be willing to get, uh, just, just fight for your child, like you said. I think you said it really well, like a mother tiger. You're fighting for his life. You're, you're absolutely fighting for his life and his brain. So, and you're fighting some very, very powerful forces, but you are that child's mother. You are the only defense that child has against the, uh, against the evil forces that are arrayed against them. Um, Dr. Case, Brad, thank you so very much for making this time for helping parents all over the world. Uh, to avoid the horrors of, uh, of, of vaccinations, uh, and, and especially in the United States, uh, the forced vaccines the, uh, that, that sometimes it is literally gunpoint medicine here. This is the power of natural healing, bringing you real health solutions for maintaining and recovering your good health. Uh, health, health information you can actually use. Brought to you by Gerson Health Media. Um, at gersonmedia.com. Please look in and see our great offerings, including Dr. Case's book, Thugs, Drugs, and the War on Bugs, which I highly, highly recommend. This is Howard Strauss, uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week uh, when we'll have another fascinating guest on our show. Uh, please tune in every week at the same time. Uh, we're on the uh, Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Uh, this is the power of natural healing. Thanks for listening. I hope we have helped you. I hope we have uh, given you good information. And, um, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the power of natural healing with howard strauss please join us again next monday at 2 p.m eastern time 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel until that time have a healthy happy week